We have a double dose of Fan Friday for this Friday episode. It's time to talk about the state of the Wolfpack. You are Locked On Wolfpack, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Wolfpack Nation? It's time to get locked in with Locked On. Thanks for making Locked On Wolfpack your first listen each and every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On for $20 off your first purchase. Happy Friday to all. As always, I'm Grayson Boone. Joined by former Wolfpack defensive tackle Kenton Gibbs. Kenton, we had so many fan submissions this week that we broke it into two different segments. We're going to have a basketball edition and then a football edition before we get to our round ball roundup to close this thing out. So without further ado, here's our Fan Friday basketball edition. Scott Williams is coming out the gates hot here. First comment, definition of insanity with men's basketball Time for a change. Tough loss up at Virginia on Wednesday night. Needed to have that game. Couldn't get it done. You're looking around at the rest of the schedule. You only have so many opportunities to try and keep this season off of life support. It's virtually now or never. And if it's never, you got to talk about some things in the offseason. You know, I agree. We all know the definition of insanity is doing the same thing and expecting different results. And with that being said, we're looking at this team and saying, hey, we're getting the same result. We did have the worst season in NC State history under Coach Keats here a few years ago. So we are seeing improvement from that. But it's also that that moment of like, thank you for not being terrible to me like you were before, I guess. So I, I, I definitely get the sentiment, Mr. Williams. Next one comes from Micah Venable. They say, every game is now a must win, in my opinion. They don't have an NCAA resume. The only team they beat worth talking about is Wake and Virginia. Yeah, kind of kind of proceeds with the point here. They don't have any quality wins. They're 0-5 in Q1 opportunities. The Virginia Tech game would have been really nice to have because that was a Q2. Those are also valuable. Syracuse on Saturday is a must win. Miami, which is the game after that at home, is a must win. They're all must wins. Kind of what I was inferring uh, in yesterday's show about the Syracuse game, it really feels like now you've reached a hint. If you go up to Syracuse and you lay another egg, I don't know if I see a path to revive the rest of the season. Just truthfully, not saying that they're dead in the water, not giving up on the team. Just realistically looking down the barrel here, if you go up to Syracuse and lose, I don't know where you go from there. I know that Orangefield theory is a big thing on TikTok right now. Well, guess what, Kevin Keats? It's your time to peel some oranges for the fan base. It's your time to go out and, and get a win here at Syracuse. But very seriously, I mean, Micah, you're right. Every game is a must win, but there is no way around it. You know, the the like we've already talked about, the only way in to me at this point is you either win out or you win the tournament. That's it. There's no other way to get this thing done. If you went out losing like the second, third round of the, the ACC tournament, you're fine, I, I believe. 
But if you lose multiple games going coming down the stretch and you don't win the tournament, don't worry about it. Y'all will be sitting right here with us in March, watching the game right next to us. The alternative is they would have to go on an insane run at the very end of the year. You, I think you finish up with like three quad ones in a row. Before that, you have a couple quad threes, some other quad ones in Wake and Clemson. And the majority of all of those are on the road. Not, And we haven't been given much confidence instilled in us to think that we can go on the road and conceivably knock off multiple of those teams. So it's it's some tough sledding from here. This team's a little punchy right now. Legs feeling a little weak. But you know what? I ain't hear no bell yet. Put your hands up and defend yourself. Next one comes from Mr. Big Bad Wolf. That's why I've been quiet in the last few broadcasts. I knew what was coming, and I hate being negative. This is the sad state of Wolfpack men's basketball. Time for a change. It doesn't matter if we limp into the tournament or not. Now football brightens the room. This is actually a hilarious way to end this comment. What ha- what happens if Grayson McCall or Aiden White are in a high conversation? This is hilarious because I think this is like a perfect encapsulation of how many Wolfpack fans currently feel. There's a lot of dread about the basketball team, but you remember, oh, wait a minute. Our football schedule is out now. We got a lot to look forward to. Grayson McCall is going to be our quarterback. This is like the perfect way to describe how things are going in Raleigh, North Carolina at the moment. Also, Aiden White in the Heisman conversation. Kenton, how many interceptions would Aiden White have to pull off to be in the Heisman conversation? So for those of you who don't know, I'm from Detroit, Michigan, okay? I was born in 95, right around when Charles Woodson won it as a corner. Now, here's the difference between Charles Woodson and Aiden White. Charles Woodson is a great athlete. Aiden White is a great cornerback. So what am I saying in saying this? Aiden White is a pure shutdown corner. For him to be in a Heisman conversation and not play offense, they're probably looking at like at minimum 17, 18 interceptions, minimum. <laughs> and at least about five or six have to be pick sixes um, because he's a he's a good tackler. He's a really good tackler for a corner, good tackler overall. So for him to step in that Heisman conversation, not only would he have to be good, by the way, NC State would have to be undefeated, staring down the barrel of the greatest season NC State's ever had. Grayson McCall, it's a little different because he's a quarterback, right? A little bit of football talk in the basketball section, but uh, that's that's about on par for how things are going at the moment. Next one here from Matthew Fish 100. Three for the last 30 against quad one because we have zero half-court offense. It's time for a change. Keith's tenure is like going six and six every year in football. I think this is actually a very interesting comparison. I think it's also pretty on the nose, quite honestly. It does feel like six and six every year in football because, well, NC State football used to be that type of program, and you had to wonder, are we going to make a bowl game? And it was a lot of the same feelings, like when are we ever going to get over this hump? Are we ever going to be decent in football? We're currently there in basketball. We're worrying about the bubble. Every single year. Are we on the right side of the bubble? Do we have enough quality wins? Can we beat someone worth a damn to give us a shot to get into the tournament? I think it's a very fair comparison. And it's the reason a lot of us feel how we currently feel. Yeah, I think this is a very apt description. Except for one thing. There are 42 bowl games or 45, something like that. So that's about what? Oh, I'm sorry. 45 times two, that's 90 teams. I guess it is exactly like going six and six because the teams that aren't going to bowls that would not have been bowls in 2002, 
Um, that's the NIT version of that, I guess. So, you know what? Yeah, the perfect description. Perfect description right here. After breaking down the math on it, Matthew Fish, you're on to something. I like, I like your style. Next one here from Jay Clemens. It is what it is at this point. Tough game, solid effort. The Cuse game will make or break them, I believe. So, yeah, this is kind of along the lines of what I was talking about. This Syracuse game on Saturday, it feels like the turning point of the season. You're now at the point where you got to figure out what kind of season you're about to have here. Syracuse could be a nail in the coffin. I don't know if it would be the final nail in the coffin if you lose. If you're going to give yourself a shot at making the NCAA tournament or staying within the top four or five seeds of the ACC tournament, I mean, point blank period, you have to go to Syracuse and win that basketball game. There's no doubt about it. This will show us whether or not this team has some fight, whether or not this team has some life in them, or whether or not they rolled over and conceded, oh, this just isn't our year. We're just not those guys we thought we were. Oh, we're just bad. This this game will go a long way in determining that. And last basketball question from Bradley M. They say, why has it been so difficult to get an elite coach to NC State? You have the best player in ACC history from your school, have won championships. Bradley, this is the million-dollar question. And if we had an answer to it, perhaps we wouldn't have to be sitting through three decades of pain here. But it's an important question because it is one that we haven't yet solved. And it's kind of astounding to think how far the basketball program has fallen since the 70s and 80s when we used to be a dominant program. We were of national relevance every single year. And to think about where we are now, and of course, you're looking out your window and you're seeing Duke and Carolina run the state for the last couple of decades. It's extremely frustrating because men's basketball used to be the sport at NC State. And so to struggle with this sport now, year after year after year, the same thing, rinse, wash, repeat, you're stuck on the bubble, you're off the bubble, you can't get over the bubble. The, the ultimate answer for now is we don't have the answer. What will it take to get an elite coach to NC State? I don't quite know. Perhaps we see a coaching search this offseason. Perhaps we don't. I don't know. I wish I had a better answer for you because it, it continues to boggle the mind. I think it's been a long time since we won a championship. And I think it's been a long time since David Thompson, the skywalked the campus of NC State as a student. I think that's the reality. I really and truly, and this is with everything that I have in me, I believe that if we land that elite coach, NC State's back. Because NC State is not a leaping past school it's a destination school it goes without saying we have the fan base we have the facilities the passion we got has the money. always been there we, we have we have the money as you're currently seeing with the nil efforts all yeah. of the resources you could need are there but for some reason we can't put together the most important part which is a winning product and how yeah. much longer that's going to take to achieve that who really knows at this point the sun will eventually shine on nc state men's basketball again but I guess it's just going to take some continued patience here. We're going to take a quick break and pay the bills before getting into our football edition of Fan Friday. Stick with us after a quick word from our sponsors. Our first sponsor of the day is Game Time. Game Time is the fastest and easiest way to buy tickets for all of the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. And special note right now, all users get $100 off when they buy a big game ticket using code VEGAS100. GameTime has killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee, taking all of the guesswork out of buying tickets. 
You can see the view from your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect upon arrival. They're all in prices. Show your total upfront so you know you're getting a great deal before you go to check out. You can buy tickets in only seconds with just a number of taps. Game Time has all the deals on tickets right up to the start of the event and even an hour after it starts. It is the place to find last-minute ticket deals. And the Game Time guarantee means you will always get the best price. Always. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Right now, all Game Time users get $100 off a big game ticket using code VEGAS100. Just download the Game Time app and use code VEGAS100. That's V E G A S 100 for $100 off a big game ticket. Or if you're not going to the big game in Vegas, use code LOCKED ON, L O C K E D O N, for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. All right, let's get right back to it. Middle portion of our Friday show. It's now time for the football edition of Fan Friday. First football comment from VA Aggie 96. They say, I like that there are plenty of offensive options, but you have to agree that overall the skill offensive players are very young. I think the expectations are a bit high for 2024. 2025, on the other hand, will be another story, especially if they retain and develop their talent. Well, VA Aggie, on a surface level, there are some freshmen that you're expecting to get big things out of if you're looking at Terrell Anderson, Jonathan Paler, maybe some Keenan Jackson, etc. You have all the proof you could ask for in that the young guys can deliver from the jump. His name is KC Concepcion. He's one of the top receivers in the country this year, just a freshman. You're bringing in a, a veteran quarterback in Grayson McCall. You're upgrading at virtually every position on the offense, regardless of how old or young they are. I mean, you look at a Jordan Waters, an experienced running back that brings a whole lot of talent to the running back room. Hollywood Smothers comes back from Oklahoma. Still a little bit of an unproven guy at the college level, but he had electric numbers in high school. All of the talent, despite how young they are, I think to some degree you overlook the youth and you start looking at who they are as an athlete. Jonathan Paler is a dynamite athlete. I think you can stick him anywhere on the offense and he'll give you something right out the gate. The things we've heard about Terrell Anderson are much of the same. He seems to be like a guy that can play right away. Noah Rogers sounds to be like a guy that can play right away. And these are all guys that are relatively unproven at the college level. So sure, maybe the expectations are high based on the youth of these guys. I don't think that's going to stop them, though. You should want maximum potential out of everyone in this offense. And the expectations are high because they should be. It's time the NC State does something with all the talent they have on this roster. You know, this 2024 team is is so scary because when you look at the 2023 team and the problems that we had, many of them were addressed in spades. We had wide receivers that couldn't get separation, even if they were in a loveless marriage. And yet, and yet, we go out in the portal, we go out in recruiting, and get the best of everything. This year, we come in with Waters, who we know he's not going anywhere. You got uh, Kendrick Raphael, you got Hollywood Smothers, you got all that going on, and and not even talking about the young guys there. You know, the reality is very simple. Yes, this team is young. In, In the words of Beyonce, they may be young, but they're ready. 
Those guys are ready to get after it. They're ready to make things happen. And if you look at the experience and where we have experience, Grayson McCall, how often do you add a guy with 100 touchdowns in college? Defensively, Davin Van, it seems like he's been here for forever making big plays. Defensively, Aiden White, been locking up people for years. Defensively, you have so many pieces that have been here for so long. I think they'll be all right. And you also keep in mind that we have two of the top coordinators in the country in their respective craft. You got Tony Gibson and Robert and I both have a wealth of experience on their sides of the ball. And I have all the faith in the world that those two guys are going to get maximum effort out of all those guys on the roster. Yeah. Yeah. They'll make some freshman mistakes, but I think they'll be all right. Next one here comes from Chris Brevard. This looks like a Kenton question here. I'd love to hear Kenton speak to what the team is doing today in January and February with all these new pieces coming in at the same time. There's obviously a ton of work to be done, gelling personalities, learning offense, and even introducing the freshmen to university life. What does the NCAA even allow in regards to practicing, film, competing, etc., that is going to help this group come together quickly when they put the pads back on for spring ball? And then bonus question here. Also, what's the deal with the canes hanging on the wall behind you? My wife asked me today, and I was wondering myself. All righty. So for those of you who don't know, I am a member of the greatest fraternity on earth, Kappa Alpha Psi. If you can't see uh, or if you're listening, I just took my wristband off that has Kappa Alpha Psi and Phi Nu Pi on it. Now, the canes are indicators that I am a member of that fraternity. Um, Okay, to the other part. What is a team doing during this part of the year? Uh, it's winter workouts. It's winter workouts. Teams legally cannot gather to do like full-on practice, right? Like that's illegal. However, um, there are guys that, you know, obviously quarterbacks and receivers learning the playbook, running routes together, you know, seeing uh, basically getting the time and the different things down and all that good stuff, taking snaps from the center and all that under their own accord, of course, because again, You cannot practice as a team. Um, And, you know, just going through probably like some individual drills or whatever it is that the coaches tell you, you particular need to work on. So like for some, for some, it was, so I'll use myself as an example. Uh, For some guys, it was, Hey, we need to work on your hand placement. For some guys, it was, we need to work on your football IQ and understanding situational football. For me personally, it was always about explosion and getting more explosive after I tore my Achilles my true freshman year. So, you know, it's it's tweaking and fine-tuning what you already have, making it better. And also, winter workouts, you know, Thunder's got a hold of them now. They're every day, every morning, that's where they are. That's what they're doing. That's what's going on. To me, this time of the year for college football, it's it's kind of the time where players individually decide how great they want to be the following season. Because this is all the work that really – Nobody sees or hears about because like Kenton mentioned, it is all on your own accord. Imagining Grayson McCall coming into the program, being a new face, he's learning all of these guys straight from the jump. You got to spend as much time as you can gelling with these guys before you even get to real practice when spring ball starts. Cause all of that is super valuable. So you can all hit the ground running once March and April roll around. And then of course, summer ball after that. So all of the off-season work in January, February, and March, yeah. it's really up to the players to decide how bad do I want it? How how bad do I want to get somewhere this season? How bad do we want to win as a unit? And 
How bad do we want to get to Charlotte? How bad do we want to potentially make the CFP? All of that work is what's going on currently. For sure. And the rules have, have changed since I was in college because I found out they couldn't do two-a-days a couple of years ago, and I was taken aback by that. I said, what? Two-a-days are part of the game, baby. That, that's part of camp, but it's apparently not a thing anymore. So the rules have changed, but when I was in college, they didn't allow, um, you know, like official practices and all that. There was competing because Thunder made us compete, and, and you know, it was always – Always something. Some every drill was some type of competition that ended um, at least once during the week. There was like some big, you know, type of competition. But that's just what it was when I played. Next one here comes from T to the Rock. I love the hype surrounding the skill positions. No doubt we have a reason to be excited. I think Joe Lee is going to be a monster this season in an I system. However, we all know that you win and lose games in the trenches. How do you guys feel about the OL and DL right now? I feel like the OL is on the rise and should be solid, but the DL looks to be lacking depth. I'm eager to see if we add more transfers going into the spring portal period. So, yeah, this is an excellent question, and it touches on something that often gets forgotten about because yeah. the, the wide receivers and the running backs and the quarterbacks and you know the, the linebackers, those are all the sexy positions. And what gets forgotten about is the offensive linemen and sometimes the defensive linemen. Well, I take offense to the idea that defensive linemen can't be sexy. Come on now, I'll bring the sex appeal to this show, okay? Hey, when they see this bald head shining, they, they, they get warmed up. Never mind, we're not going to go there. Go ahead, Chris. Looking at the offensive line, I, it's obviously a big win that Anthony Belton's returning to school. I think Zeke Carell joining us from Notre Dame as a center. I have great expectations for a guy like that because everything I've heard from him in interviews and, you know, just the way he portrays himself, he seems to be a natural leader. And I, so I have no doubt that he's going to step in and do a great job at the center position. Not to mention he's got some pretty wicked film if you want to check him out there. But the offensive line, they did pick up depth. Of course, you have Dawson Jeremillo who was the Oregon transfer, also known as Mullet Mondays, obviously did not play in 2023 due, due to an injury. He is expected to be back, so that's a valuable depth piece in 2024. You did also add Valen Erickson from Mizzou. Not exactly sure how much of him we'll see this year, but it's a depth piece nonetheless. I think a lot of the development on the offensive line is going to come from guys that have already been here. You're looking at guys like a Jacarius Peak to take a massive step up this year. I mean, he you saw the development of Peak throughout the 2023 season, so that's a guy that has projectable growth out into 2024. So the offensive lineman, for me, I, I do feel pretty good about it. The defensive line, I also feel great about. Brandon Cleveland's back. Davin Van is back. Red Hibbler's back. Javali Price is back. You're hopefully going to be addressing the the depth of the defensive line maybe in the spring portal as we do have another shot to add some pieces. So I will not be surprised to see if we do add somebody down the line here. But I think the defensive line is going to be just fine as well. Assuming that everyone stays healthy, which is always, you know, up in the air, I guess. You can never have enough depth. So, you know, if you can make a valuable addition in the spring portal, you got to get that done. Yeah, I, I look at this game, I look at this these groups, and I say this. I don't want to down-talk anybody, and I don't want to talk bad about anybody, whether they stayed in the program or left. There was one change that was made to the offensive line that made the offensive line better immediately. Yeah, And that's with all due respect to all of the current, former, future NC State players. I want, to, I want you all to think about something for a second. When NC State got really good at the end of the year, during that winning streak, 
What did we do well every single game? Run the football. Run the football. Every game outside of the bowl game, pretty much, we ran the ball effectively. Why do you think that is? Yeah, I, with all due respect, I like Kendrick Raphael. I don't think that that's like a, a, hey, he's a Heisman right now type of guy. He was not that last year. We can agree to that, right? Yeah. I like Brennan Armstrong. He was not that type of guy last year. Why do y'all think we ran the ball so well? The big fellas were leaning on people. They were leaning on folks. Now, defensive line, I do agree. Very talented at the top. We need some depth. We need some we need some more backups who can show that they can do it. And we're counting on Red Hitler to potentially be an every down guy, which I'm not really scared of, but it is something that's like, hmm, I'm interested. I'm intrigued. Tell me more. That type of deal, you know. So it it's we're we're looking at a situation where uh I agree the offensive line looked good to end out last year. Defensive line, Brandon Cleveland, who what what more can we say about? What more can we say about him? You know, it, every time you saw him on the field, he was making plays. He was in the backfield. He was doing things. He needs a sufficient backup because despite what Max Crosby would have you believe, defensive linemen cannot play 90% of the game. It's not how that numbers game works out. So, you know, we, we need quality depth there. And last one here from Keenan Shore. State fans always scream the same thing. We don't want to be hyped or ranked highly. You know where the best players want to play? The best programs. I want all that smoke. Rank us top 10 preseason, and let's come for all the cheeks. Handling success is vital to take that next step. It's true here. NC State is reaching a point. They're right on the doorstep of continued national relevance. You went 9-3 and when nobody thought you had it in you. Everybody was looking at six and a half wins from Vegas. You won nine of those things. Everybody was calling it a rebuild year. Despite all of the quarterback turmoil and some injuries, you still won nine games. You then go out and you have the greatest offseason in NC State football history, and you're looking at aspirations as high as winning trophies this year. You want to win an ACC championship and potentially get into the CFP. So the the mindset of this program has to, has to level up with that. You have to expect – Greatness. You can't be afraid of seeing Clemson in week four or being ranked earlier in the season. You got to want that. You got to want to play at that level and then maintain that level. If that's where you want to be year in and year out, you got to act like it. You got to walk the walk. So I agree. Handling success is vital to taking that next step. Being a part of another fan base where we were all, oh, don't don't show us love. Don't show us love. And we had to convince everybody that the same old Lions. NC State, it's time to not be the same old state. That's right. It's time to no longer be the team of next year because, damn it, next year is here. And, Keenan, I want to teach you a euphemism that will help you use your language a little better here, okay? (laughs) What the kids are saying now is, and, Grandma, I'm sorry because I know my grandmother listens to this show, show and she hates it when I curse, it's belt to ass season. That's what it is, okay? If you ever seen baby boy, when they said, hey, you got heart, I like you, so I ain't going to punch you. He proceeded to take off his belt and whip that young man. It's time to put belt to some behind in the ACC and against Tennessee. 
it is time for the for the pack to do so. And I agree. I'm hey, listen, I went to a place for high school that was not known for being the big dogs on the block, not known for being the bullies on the block. But when we became it, we became it. We were there was no like, oh, we don't want to be the favorites. We don't want anybody to pick. They pick everybody picked against us the first year, and then everybody picked against us the second year until um until literally the semifinals. Then people were like, all right, I guess they might win again. But you know what? By then it was too late. We already believed in ourselves. We already said we don't give a, a rats behind what you do in terms of picking us, picking against us. We are us. And you will not stop us from being that. I think NC State fans should lean into it. Embrace it. Embrace it. And NC State football players, embrace it. Embrace expectations. Embrace hard. Because everybody says it's harder to be the hunted than the hunter. Well, guess what? You can't be the hunted without first conquering as the hunter. Go hunt you an ACC championship and then swell your chest up walking that ground. For now, yeah. You still believe in yourself. You still know where you're going. But the minute you get where you got to go, that's where we can all start believing. We can all say, it's no more next year. We're on a podium in Charlotte, popping champagne, throwing the little signs up. We did it. It's time. Contrary to popular belief, NC State can have nice things. And when we eventually get those nice things, we got to know how to act with it. We got to know how to walk that walk and then subsequently talk that talk. Brighter days are potentially coming, and I I understand we're the wait till next year's school. All the building blocks seemingly are there for us to finally have something at the end of the 2024 football season. Go into these games with expectancy. Hey, I'm I'm expecting to dominate. I'm expecting it. That's what I'm expecting out of today's game. Let's see how it goes. Up next, we're going to round out our Friday show with a round ball roundup. The women's team knocked off Clemson, and the men's team is headed up to Syracuse on Saturday after a quick word from our sponsors. Second sponsor of the day is FanDuel. NFC and AFC championship games are this weekend, and there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can get $150 back in bonus bets guaranteed when you place just a $5 bet. That's $150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is super easy to use, and there are so many different ways to win, including live same-game parlays, finding bets within the new Explore tab, and making a parlay in the Parlay Hub, which is the best way to find the most popular parlays, as long as you don't consult wide receiver Kayshawn Boutte. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and make your first bet a touchdown. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Last couple minutes of our Friday show, time for a little round ball roundup. The women's team went down to Clemson and knocked off the Tigers by a score of 71-49. to Dominant win. Madison Hayes went for 24, which is a career high. And if I'm not mistaken, I believe that's like the third or fourth girl that has achieved a career high this season, which is a phenomenal accomplishment. Mimi Collins went for 14. Sanai Rivers went for 13. And another game with seven steals, which is completely absurd. Back-to-back games with seven steals defense 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 i mean this is you talk about westmore coast teams and you know it's going to be hard to get a bucket but to have a team have uh, over two times as many turnovers as they had assist uh you know you're playing some tough tough rugged defense and also clemson's offense being one dimensional helps but but this was a very good showing by the uh, women's basketball team 
a no-nonsense win. You go down there, you get off the bus, and you handle business. Exactly what you need to do. Great win. Now, the men's team, of course, on the road at Syracuse on Saturday. I'm going to keep this very short and sweet. This is me poking you with the stick. Do something. You want to save the season? Do something about it. You have to win this game. No excuses. No questions asked. This is it. You want to keep playing? Here's your chance. And if you cannot do that, don't worry. Don't worry. We can all pack it in. We can all just kind of look the other way and just keep watching to see the uh, workout videos from NC State football over the uh, offseason because some of the product that we're seeing on that court right now is tough to watch. It's honestly that if you want to tell me that first half wasn't tough to watch, you can tell me that. I don't have to believe you, but you can say it. That'll do it for us here on Friday. Another great week of Locked on Wolfpack. As always, be sure to hit that like button. Drop your comments in the comment box. Anything you got on your mind, drop it down in that box. I'll be sure to get to it. As always, mash that subscribe button. We will see you all on Monday. Until then, go Pack. Go Pack.